Glad to have you back with us. I'm Tara, here with my good friend. Hello, I'm Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hey. How are you doing? Good, good. good. Fall is in the air. It is. It's I'm not getting to excited me. For... <laughs> well, it's getting there. <laughs> I'm excited for Halloween. Pumpkin coming Spice up. is back. Pumpkin Spice Latte, yep. I actually really don't like pumpkin spice lattes. It's very sweet. I know, very sweet. A lot sweet. of sugar. Yeah, I have to like have like a triple shot of espresso in there to make it not so sweet. <laughs> That'll like wire you. So anyways, but Halloween's coming up. Yeah. Excited? Do you have a costume yet? I do have a costume. I can't give it away. It's what? great. It's So my husband and I are going in, in a couple's costume. I'll just, I'll give you a hint. Okay, so have you hint. been watching, do you watch Netflix? Like, have you heard of Stranger Things? I've heard of it, but I have not okay. watched it. So we're going as a, we're, our couple costume has to do Stranger Things. Okay. But I can't give it away. Okay, don't give it away. Because you haven't seen it and you won't get it. Right. A and B because it's going to be great. Okay. So, but yeah, I'm excited about I it. I can't wait to see it. What about you? Do you um, dress I, up ever? Well, or just you know, your kids? I, haven't, I haven't dressed up in a while, but I promised my daughter that I would dress up this year. So we, I've got to get on it. But yeah. But Halloween is pretty stressful. My son um, has special needs. Halloween's kind of stressful. Mm-hmm. And he go, he he stresses a lot about his costume. And we usually go through like seven costumes. <laughs> and so I end up just giving one of his throwaways to my daughter to wear because she doesn't care. Yeah. Because he just can't ever figure out what he wants to be. But anyway, so I don't know. I'm trying to decide. It, I'm going to dress up this year. I just don't know what. Are you all going to dress up like themed or is everybody just kind of every man for himself? Like you're going to be each a different thing. Yeah, I don't I think my daughter and I will definitely do theme. Okay. But my son may be too cool for us. So, gotcha. Yeah. You could, Star Wars is also, is always we like. We could do a Star Wars family. Just, yeah, Star Wars family. I like that. That's a good idea. They could be, uh, they could be Leia, Prince Chewbacca. Leia and, and Luke or Chewbacca. And yeah. And you could be, I don't know. Ray. You could be Ray. Actually, my daughter, I bet she's going to be Ray. So you could be you could Princess, be Leia. Princess Leia. There you go. A lot of people think that Ray is is uh, their their daughter. I know. So who I don't know. Fan okay. fiction. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> uh, okay. But I have to tell you, like my yeah. favorite. Okay, Halloween. tell me. Okay, so um, my husband and I, when we were first married, we lived in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and Krispy Kreme. Was, it just came. It was new. Oh, wow. Everybody was going crazy. Well, it's new to Houston, so I kind of like remember. I can kind of understand. The, like, yeah, I came to Houston a couple months ago, and everyone crazy. was freaking out. Yeah. Right. And we grew up. I grew up with Krispy Kreme, so I knew yeah. how delicious it was. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. Although Texans like Shipley's, I don't get it. I like Shipley's, but I I really can tip my hat to Krispy Kreme. Krispy, they're pretty, and good. you get to watch the donuts. I know they're it's made. yummy. Anyway, so we're going to a party. So, of course, we waited till the last second. We're like, what are we going to do? We've got to have a costume. So we went to Krispy Kreme, and we got Krispy Kreme shirts, and we got the Krispy Kreme hats, and then we brought, like, three dozen donuts to the party. You were donut people? We were the donut people. Aww. Like and people best. loved you because you brought the yes, donuts. they were so happy Y'all to see Y'all were the favorite costumes. I have never felt so welcomed at a party in my entire and life. like, oh, my gosh, our costume's so great. And but it's really it. just because you brought them donuts. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know if you need a... Quick, cheap costume. Krispy Kreme. Yeah, can't That's go smart. wrong. 
That's a good idea. That's yeah. a really good idea. What was your favorite costume? Well, I didn't really dress up as a kid because my parents are not the biggest fans of Halloween. They're kind of like, you know, their yeah. pastors just don't love. But they're they but they respect the fun of Halloween. So now they're totally fine with us dressing up. My husband and I dressing up. My brother, we, they let they let us dress up. We'll probably dress our kids up. They won't care. <laughs> so I only dressed up my first Halloween. My mom dressed me up in a tiger outfit. Cute. Yeah, because Katie Tigers. I'm yeah. from Katie. So, yeah, that's you know. cute. And then my first Halloween costume ever after my f- year one costume <laughs> when I was a year old was when I was 22. Oh, my gosh. And it that's was sad. People loved it. It is kind of sad. But it's okay because people thought it was so funny because my husband and I went kind of last minute to get our costumes because I decided last minute I want to dress up. Yeah. And we went to Target and the only costumes that were still in stock were toddler costumes. Oh, no. So we bought, we were a plane and a rocket ship. But they were toddler costumes. <laughs> oh, so no. imagine, imagine my husband in this, like, you know that. And yeah. so he's in this, he's in this plane that's barely fitting over his chest. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's that's just so this funny. tiny plane. And it's, so it's, like, supposed to be this kid that's <laughs> cute sticking out of a plane. And it's, like, this, like, hello with giant <laughs> arms. And then I was in a rocket ship that barely fit over my shoulders. So, <laughs> like, my, so the headpiece is right here. And I'm, like, trying you to shove it You should keep that. Save it for your I kids. I have it. It's, I think I, I want to keep it, but I think Matt threw them away. Oh, no. I know. But anyways, that was fun. I went as a pumpkin last year, so you know, basic pumpkin, because I never got to dress up, so I just did the basic pumpkin. <laughs> but yeah, so Halloween, they're great. I looked pumpkin carving yeah. and stuff like that. Exciting stuff. Yeah. All right, so what's our word of the week? Word of the week. Word of the week. It's uh, It's been around for a little while, so it's a slang term our, our students, kids are using. Um, so it is lit. 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 L-I-T. So... so what I've heard it as to mean is <laughs> intoxicated, shall we say? Um, is it like that? That's more like turnt. Turnt. T-U-R-N-T. So, so it's like let's get turnt means let's get drunk. Okay. Or like let's get it sometimes my it can generation mean let's get lit means See lit get drunk. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't know that. So it's kinda it's come back around and it, it can't I mean I'm sure in contexts it can mean that. But it mostly means like that party was lit, as in like it was awesome. It's kinda like or let's get lit means like let's get hyped, I think. Okay. Or live. Lit and live to me seem very similar. And live means like let's get live. Like it was live up in there. It was so it if was your so if your kids says to you, We're gonna get lit. Eh, you might want to you might want to ask them because I don't know what that would be. but it's like if Let's they say if they lit. say oh yeah it was lit yeah then it does not it, it necessarily prob- mean they not, were drinking no, it does not necessarily mean that it could just mean like like if your fifth grader says oh mom it was lit <laughs> then they're probably meaning like oh it was just cool gotcha. <laughs> that's my guess so anyways yeah. so lit is the is the term for that's this, good for this I mean week. it's good to yeah, realize at least a word that you think means something might mean something true. else too. And there's New a couple, generation. There's a couple different variations of lit. Just like the kind of terms that are similar that mean different things. Yep. So you know, just so make sure it's educational, sure you know Tara. That. Thank yep. you. You're, you're welcome. You're absolutely <laughs> welcome. So, anyways, okay. So Rachel, today we're talking about something a little, a little different, maybe yeah. than the, what we've talked about in the past. All important stuff, but. This is a very, very sensitive topic, I, I would say, probably. Yeah. And um, I know it's something that's kind of 
close to your heart is is kind of personal for you. So would you mind telling us what we're talking about today? Sure. Um, so today we're talking about how uh, how and why should your typically developing kid um, be friends with a special needs kid? Mm. I guess that's the best way. Like, um, And the reason why it's personal is my child has special needs. He has a a genetic condition. He was diagnosed when he was three, but he's had it his whole life, and it's a life-limiting, you know, um, a lot of medical implications and a lot of other just um, behavioral and um, cognitive, some cognitive things, not completely. But anyway, but we fall into the special needs category. And what's kind of interesting for us that it's not you know, a lot of special needs families come about the minute their child's born. Like they know some, or even when they're pregnant, they know something's up. For us, um, we, our son was not diagnosed till he was three. So it's this weird feeling where we lived as a typically developing family, kid, family with typically developing kid for three years. And then overnight, when we got the diagnosis, we it was literally all of a sudden this new world, new world, yeah. that we lived in that all of a sudden was full of doctors and um, IEPs and all these words I could throw out at you that all the special needs families would know exactly what I'm saying. So I've kind of had this weird perspective of being just a normal family and then going to a what not normal family. I hate to say it that way, but yeah, I don't but know what that's, else. I think that's probably what right the world might yeah, say. Exactly, yeah, exactly. To be kind of out of step. And it's so weird because I definitely felt that change almost immediately in terms of, you know, there's a lot of things physically my son can't do. And, you know, we were just kind of normal, hanging out, having normal play dates when he was three. And then all of a sudden I had to be concerned about all these other things. And you almost feel like an immediate isolation because you start to see that they're not going to develop the same way. You you, you know, like I remember are, yeah. I would when he just was diagnosed and we would go to play date. And I'm thinking, wow, your kid gets to grow up in a different way than my kid does. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're and just seeing hopes and dreams and all these things that turn different because you have this diagnosis that changes everything. So what we want to talk about today, though, is really, I think, to focus on, because most of the people listening to podcasts have typically developing kids. And that's kind of the camp that I'm in. Like, I was was raised in a, I was a typically developing kid. My brother was as well. We didn't, we we grew up in a kind of a small context. Mm -hmm. There just wasn't, we didn't really have much connection with any special needs uh, families or kids. And it wasn't until a couple years back when I started youth ministry at a larger church where that kind of this new and to a small degree kind of what you're talking about this new world mm-hmm. where there are not every kid is typically developing and there are things we have to pay more attention to and have to be sensitive to because these kids are important and they're loved by God and they're loved by us and they're in our ministry and so this is something that I want to learn more about, and I want to be able to kind of help students in our ministry who are typically developing know how to interact and how to love well uh, kids with special needs. Yeah. And I think that's important. Well, and I think the culture's changing because really your kids have more opportunities to interact with special needs kids because the culture itself is more open mm. and more tolerant. And 
it's not like they weren't around when you were a kid or I was a kid, but families really weren't, um, they weren't talking about it. They weren't kind of out and about as much because, frankly, it's hard to be out and about a lot of times with a special needs kid in the movies or, you know, different places, different things. I mean, there's all so many different needs, but they just were more isolated. Yeah, it's almost like as hard as it is to to say— People, it's easy to ignore something that's difficult. To yeah. if you don't exactly know how to navigate it, it's easier to just ignore it. Yeah. Which I think that is probably is kind of what you're talking about. And whereas now it's we're in a world that's a lot more people are talking about harder things. It's a lot. It's a lot more normal to have people of all kinds of different backgrounds for yeah. different reasons. And I think so that's exactly good. And so I think they have more chance for exposure. So with that, what I want to say is, I I guess I want to convince you why your kids need um, friends with special needs. Okay. So I would just say the first thing is, um, you know, it really makes them more compassionate people. Mm. It makes them be able to uh, identify, get outside of themselves. And and I think that's so important. If, you know, some of my favorite people on the planet are special needs siblings. Mm. And the reason for that. I, I have yet to meet a special needs sibling that I just didn't love. I mean, all kids are great. But um, what I love about them is they're compassionate, they're flexible, they're intuitive, they they go with the flow. They, they're just a neat kid. And it's because they've had, I think, their special needs sibling has changed them. Yeah, they have different lenses. They're, yeah, yeah. Their, their sibling with special needs has changed them. It's really made them uh, just, they grow up quicker. They're wiser. Um, and even it's funny because my daughter, who is a special needs sibling, I remember even in kindergarten, she came home and she kept talking about this one little girl. And and she's like, she she doesn't talk, mommy. And I said, oh. And I said, well, does she have special needs? She goes, I don't know. And anyway, and you know, she's kindergartner. And I figured out later on that it was um, a child with Down syndrome. Mm. And my daughter was automatically drawn, drawn to her because it felt normal to her. It was it was she she connected with her and kind of took on a protective role with her. And I know that's because. She has a brother with special needs. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just gives them so much more compassion. That's huge. I think it makes them more um, responsible. They they realize that this is someone that they can connect to and be responsible uh, for. And, And that's something that all kids need to develop that sense of responsibility. And also it it just changes their worldview and helps them understand that they can be friends with people that are different from them. Mm. And that's a life skill. Yeah, that, absolutely. Because they're going to encounter all different people all of their life. And being a friend with a special needs kid takes some different adaptation and adjustment. And if they can maneuver that relationship, then that's going to help them with other relationships as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Even even when they are older and meet Difficult people, just difficult yeah, people, exactly. like just people who are difficult to be around. Yeah. I know that I don't always feel like I de- deal with people I feel are difficult well, but yeah. that's 
that's a life skill that you got to have to, that right. I feel like kids are maybe learning when and they're. Exactly. And a special needs kid, and sometimes it's not going to reciprocate the relationship in mm. the same way. You know, and that's a skill to learn that how do you deal with people right. like that, Absolutely. you know. Anyway, so I think that, and it, it just helps you also, I, I think it gives them perspective about um not taking things for granted, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if they encounter a kid in a wheelchair, um, like my son uses a wheelchair a lot, th- maybe they're not going to take for granted the fact that they can go play soccer, <laughs> the fact that you yeah. know their parents have invested money and time and then letting them go play soccer. They're, maybe they're not going to take that as for granted as much. It just helps them appreciate life better more, I think. Um, so that's just some things that I would say is important. And then I want to say on the other side, your special needs kid benefits from having typically developing friends. Hmm. And this is kind of something that no one really tells you, but special needs parents are dying for their kids Hmm. to have typically developing friends. It's very hard because they don't get invited to the birthday parties because it's messy. You know, it's what's going to... Kind of like earlier, it's it's easier to kind of ignore. It's easier to kind of ignore they don't get invited to the birthday parties. They aren't the ones that um, are first picked to play a game. Mm-hmm. All these things. And so the special needs kid benefits because a lot of times for, you know, there's so many different special needs, so it's hard to slip it into one category. But for so many of them, social skills is such a big deal. They they naturally don't have social skills or social skills are a challenge for them. And that's why special needs parents love it when families with typically developing kids include them yeah. because it's such um, that, you know, they, they're wanting to, to do it. And I think a lot of families, they step back because they, they're afraid they're going to say something wrong. They're afraid that, you know, they're going to, do an activity that the kid can't do, all these things. And fear really prevents a lot of people from kind of just stepping over that line and inviting a special needs family to be part of their life. And I just want to encourage all those out there with typically developing children to step out of your comfort zone because um, special needs families and kids need that from you. And you need that from them even though you may not realize it. But I see there is a there's a book, and it's such a great book. It's called The Power of the Powerless. And it, it talks about this uh, boy who can't speak, uh, just really almost, you know, very low functioning. And the whole part of it is how much power he had to um, change people's lives and mm-hmm. to influence them. And that's what a special needs child can do in your family's life. It yeah. would be, you know, it, it just can change the dynamic and make your family more grateful and help you with your priorities and things like that. But yeah. it can be hard to be friends with a special needs family. Yeah. And what I kind of want to, like, what I want to give you, I want to ask you a question and give you time to kind of be honest is from someone who is a, from a typically developing family, just really quick, what is, what are some things that you want people with typically developing kids or just have typically developing families to know about life with a special needs child or life with a special needs family yeah. member? What what are some things that will just help us understand a little bit better this world um, where there's where there's someone yeah. with special needs? I think the first thing is you really need to understand that 
special needs families don't live the life you live. Mm -hmm. And you have, and you know, while you're figuring out how to pay for a family vacation, they're figuring out how to pay for the next big medical bill. While you're trying to figure out how to get your kid to eat broccoli, they're trying to figure out why their kid's G-tube isn't working. You know, while you're emailing the teacher because your child got a B, they're emailing the teacher because they're afraid the child's going to run away while they're at school. Mm. While you're planning for their child's college, some of them are trying to wrap their brains around a child that will never leave home. Oh yeah. And, wow. you know, on top of it, but with all those things, they're they're living a different life, but at the same time they want to live a normal life. Yeah. They want their kids to have friends. And it's their life, and so it's it's normal for them. That's yeah. their normal life. Right. And so it's not – it's not anything to necessarily feel sorry about. It's something, right. though, I, I, I would say maybe is something that you just understand right? and, and, and acknowledge. Yeah, and they will, you know, I would say just reach out. Yeah. Just say hi. Have your, you know, can talk to your kids and have them, uh, you know, I love it when a family, I can see, you know, we might be out, my son's in a wheelchair, and I... I'll see a mom, you know, kind of encourage their child to say hi to my son and that kind of thing. Just step out. And I appreciate that. You know, I think sometimes we worry so about so much about offending people and hurting people. But really, and you might, you might say something that's not appropriate. <laughs> there's people, forgiveness. Yeah, there's forgiveness. And but, I feel like the, you'll let, would you let people know. Yeah, if and yeah. I mean, and, this, and know the special need parent might be having a really bad day and you're the third offensive thing they said and they might. <laughs> <laughs> they might just lose it on you. Yeah, lose it on you. <laughs> but, but do it anyway. Yeah. And reach out because they want you to. Um, you know, and just realize it takes a lot for a special needs family to even get out the door. It takes a lot for them to show up at that school event. Like you just threw everybody in the car and they had to like get meds and, you know, make sure the music wasn't going to be too loud and all these things. And so just realize if they even show up at an event, it took a lot to get there and to walk with them and reach out to them. And a lot of times special needs families, you know, even when you do befriend them, they feel like they're imposing because they know like... Maybe you have to cook certain food. Maybe you and this friend can only go do this activity. They already feel like they're imposing because they're asking you to do not the typical things. Mm -hmm. And so just be aware of that, that, that they know you are making an extra effort to go around. And also, when, you inter when your kid interacts with a special needs kid, no, it may not go as planned. Mm. They may have a meltdown. They may get tired and have to go home early. Yeah. But what an opportunity to talk through that yeah. with your kid and just help them understand that that's a normal part of life for that child and that family. Yeah. And just to – that's a great lesson to just teach kids that sometimes things don't go as planned and sometimes things yeah. happen and that's something to be sensitive to. Yeah, I think I would just summarize it by saying everybody benefits when um, – Special needs kids and typically developing kids are friends and their families are friends. And it's such a character building for everyone. And everyone is changed by it in a positive way. So what I would just say is what I, I have, you know, when, when my son was diagnosed, there were some people that we expected to walk beside us that fell off the face of the earth. Mm. And there are others that I didn't expect at all that have been our lifelines for the entire journey. Mm -hmm. And so I would just encourage you to 
be that lifeline for uh, special needs families and do it not just for them, but for your family as well, because you're going to benefit from that relationship too. Awesome. Oh, this is great. Well, thank you, Rachel, for sharing and for getting personal with us and just helping, helping all of our listeners kind of navigate this. And it was a great, great talk. So thank you so much for joining us on Kids These Days. I'm Tara. And I'm Rachel. And we'll see you next time. All right. See you next time. (laughs) 